It's a long road when you're on your own, and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. What's going on guys and welcome back to the Cinematic Dimension Podcast where each and every episode we dive into a new dimension of genre or film. I'm your host Corey Gilchrist and let's get into it. So last episode we dived into the Rambo Dimension in anticipation of the release of the latest and supposedly final installment of the series Last Blood. We talked about how the four films preceding it were all really leading up to a great send-off for this character if Last Blood can pull it off. Well, we finally made it after 11 years of waiting for this next sequel. Last Blood is finally out. And I want to talk about it a little because there's a few points in here that work and a few points that don't work at all. So let's get into it and let's see what you guys think. You're dealing with an expert with guns, with knives, with his bare hands. Rambo was the best. You started this. I'll end it. I'm gonna tear you apart. This is what it feels like. Just a quick recap. Last Blood, of course, is a sequel that many fans have been waiting over a decade for, 11 years to be exact, since the fourth Rambo film came out. And Rambo 4, of course, ends with him going back stateside, back to Bowie, Arizona, and back to the Rambo farm. He starts walking down that long road back to the farmhouse to see if his family is still there. And then it just cuts to black, leaving you on the edge, hanging to know what happens when he reaches that farmhouse. So for me, I was able to start watching Last Blood with a different perspective than probably most people. Because I was so excited for this, I ended up going to the 5 film marathon at the Alamo Draft House, and that was a really fun experience. Some marathons work, and some of them don't, but it does work for the Rambo series, especially since each film is so distinct with a different scenario. It doesn't really repeat itself. So that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. But that, for better or worse, puts me in a position where when number 5 starts playing, I'm going to like it no matter what, because I've been watching over 9 hours of Rambo leading into it. And with that being said, as I was watching the film and when it was over, I loved it. I thought it was the best thing in the world. It was really good. And I left the film feeling very satisfied. It wasn't until a few hours later when things kind of calmed down and the bullets start raining down on all the bad guys that I started realizing some of the problems that this film was having. So the official synopsis for this film goes... Rambo must confront his past and unearth his ruthless combat skills to exact revenge in one final mission. Which really doesn't explain what's going on. But what's going on is that it's been 10 years in the film world. He's been living back on the farm, Rambo Farm in Arizona. And this part is a little confusing because this information was only revealed in an interview with Jimmy Fallon. What I'm talking about is that In this interview with Jimmy Fallon, Stallone says that Rambo walks up to the farm at the end of Rambo 4 to find, hopefully find his father. But of course his father's not alive anymore since Rambo's in his 70s. He finds out that the Rambo family has passed away and that the farm and the house has been given to, um, to this Hispanic family that helped out the Rambo family. 
and they're now in charge of the farm. So Rambo kind of assimilates with them, and he has, he, for the first time in his life, he has a family. He ends up raising this young girl who he meets when she's probably like seven years old, and he raises her for 10 years till she's 17. And this girl, too, she doesn't have a family because her mother unfortunately passes away of cancer. She had an abusive father who runs away to Mexico. So she just lives with her um, aunt, I believe it is. It might be her aunt. I may not be right on that. And then Rambo kind of becomes this surrogate father of her. So that's the setup of this film. But that is not said in the synopsis of the movie on IMDb or when the film starts. I only knew that information because I saw the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show interview where Stallone says all that. Now when this film starts, it doesn't start with explaining all that. It just starts with 10 years later, Stallone's on the farm, or Rambo's on the farm, and he's talking to the 18-year-old girl that he's been raising for 10 years. And if you don't know that backstory, it's a little confusing. The person I was watching the marathon with said they were confused with that part of who these people were and what his connection was to them. And just before I forget, from this moment on, it's going to be going into spoiler territory. Spoiler warning right here. If you have not seen Rambo Last Blood, pause this podcast, go see the film, and then come back. From now on, we are entering spoiler territory. You have been warned. So like I said, that critical opening plot point is very confusing for people and if you're lost at the beginning it's going to be hard to get back on track throughout the film so if, it, if i was doing the opening scene i would have picked up right where rambo 4 left off with him walking down the long road up to the farm he opens the door and sees that his family is gone and then you kind of explain in a few sentences what happened i guess it would kind of go something like hey yo excuse me i was wondering though isn't this used to be the Rambo farm or something? Oh yeah, it did. The Rambos actually passed away and they gave the farm to us. Okay, yo, well sorry for bothering you. I guess I'll take off, you know? And they were like, hey, wait, hold on, man. You're a Rambo. We live with the Rambos for a long time. Hey, how about you live with us? Hey, yo, if you don't mind, I got no better place to be. And then, so he joins the family. Then we cut ten years later and boom. Just that extra minute, two minutes of dialogue exchange establishes where Rambo has been for the past 10 years instead of opening a little bit confusing like it did. So we find Stallone, we find Rambo. He's now a horse trainer living peacefully in Arizona. And then we meet this girl that he's been raising for 10 years named Gabrielle, who's played by the actress Yvette Monreal. I think that's how you pronounce that last name. And we spend a good amount of time establishing the relationship and how protective he is of her when she just turns 18 and she's going to go to college. You know, he doesn't want anything bad happen to her. He tries to give her one of her nice and everything. But, of course, whenever you build up a relationship like that, you know something's bad is going to happen. It's the taken scenario. And that scenario takes place when that Gabrielle decides before she goes to college, she needs to go to Mexico and find the father that abandoned her to find out why she was abandoned. And Rambo's like, hey, you can't go to Mexico. You're crazy. At least that part of Mexico where he lives is supposedly very dangerous. And what do you think happens? Of course, Gabrielle goes to Mexico and all hell breaks loose. That's the plot of the film. So that sets up the story. I don't need to go into further plot details because you've seen the movie and you know what happens. 
So here's where the problems start coming in. What it boils down to is that the plot of Last Blood is just a current plot in today's action films and today's revenge thrillers. There's nothing special about it. You quickly replace Stallone with Liam Neeson, Bruce Willis, Gerard Butler, Jason Statham, any of those guys, it doesn't change the dynamic of the story or the plot. For the first time, you take the character of Rambo, a soldier, you take him out of a war. And where are we? I guess we're just lost in the desert of Arizona. The biggest thing pointing out is that there isn't really any fight scenes with John Rambo until the last 20 minutes of the film. And that I'm kind of okay with because we establish in Rambo 4 that he's such a strong mental character and knowledge of how to fight that he doesn't need a tussle around anymore. He can just stand behind a turret gun and go and take them down because he knows they're going to make mistakes and he can just stand and capitalize on that. So that's not a problem having a fight at the end as long as the fight delivers. But none of that matters if you don't set up the suspense and threat level of the villains against Rambo. Where like Rambo 1, you know you knew the cops were treating him horribly and they kind of got what they deserved. Rambo 2, it's the Russians, all that needs to be said. Rambo 3, it's the Russians, all that needs to be said again. Rambo 4, it's the horrible Burmese army. They deserve to be mowed down for what they did. But in Rambo 5, it's the cartel. Of course, they deserve to be mowed down for what they did. But they're really chump change to the people that Rambo has dealt with before. And of course, he's older. He's not really a fighter anymore. But these guys walk up to Rambo. He can just take them down with one punch. And that's a problem when the villains are so weak to the main hero. It just takes all the threat level away. Of course, what the villains are doing, the human trafficking... The overdosing, the sex trade, that's all bad, but that's what they're doing. The person inside, the villain himself, who is the main foe to Rambo, there was no threat level. It was just a generic cartel guy. The final fight sequence, he builds in the mines that he's built under his farm. And he does, of course, the classic Home Alone style, James Bond Skyfall, where he builds a bunch of booby traps. For the guys to fall prey to when they show up. But like I said that doesn't really matter when you don't care too much about what's happening to the villains at that point. And then you know we're in an era where John Wick movies come out and there's 40,000 different fight scenes in just one of the John Wick movies. You can't just do one sequence like that because people are craving more and more. The action genre has changed to um, even since the last Rambo 4 film the action genre changed from now you have high caliber John Wick movies or you have straight to DVD junk. There's not really a middle anymore. You can argue like maybe the Angel Has Fallen series is kind of in that middle. And Rambo was kind of always in lived between these high caliber films and these junk films. And this is trying to be one of those films. It's just people are expecting more and more of the action these days. Remember one of the great parts of the John Wick movies is there's this mystery surrounding of why is he this great fighting character that no one knows about? And there's a great moment in the first John Wick film where the bad guys attack his house. He takes care of them, kills them all, and there's a noise complaint. So the police officer drives up to John Wick's house, knocks on the door, 
John Wick opens the door, Keanu Reeves. The police officer knows exactly what's going on, and all the officer says is, You working again, John? Yeah, I think so. And that little line there kind of establishes this cool thing going on. And I think something like that would have been great for this Rambo film, that they could have used that, like, oh, okay, he's getting back in the game. Imagine, you know, like, an officer going up to the Rambo farm. You working again, Rambo? Looks like it. That would have just been a fun little thing that we were missing from this film. And one review I saw actually put it really well. And one of the things I was worried about going into this film is that it felt like a TV pilot episode to a Rambo series. And that's actually a thing that a lot of September action films fall into over the past few years. They don't go far enough. And with so many TV shows out there that are action oriented like The Blacklist, Lethal Weapon, stuff like that. They kind of do these plot points in a 44 minute timeline and then move on. And that's unfortunately what kind of this felt like. It did feel like it could have been an episode of The Blacklist or an episode of Lethal Weapon. And there's so many shows out there that I couldn't only really name those two. So I don't know what that's about. Gotta work on that. And I did voice that that was one of my concerns going into it. And unfortunately that is one that I think did happen. Is that it was a small scale type of story. That a legendary character like Rambo just doesn't fit into and we probably should have seen that coming when most of the trailers to this film didn't reveal the full plot and just kind of referenced a lot of the old movies and that's another thing i found out in the trivia on imdb for this film is that there were multiple cuts for this film and multiple test screenings and ultimately they were editing this film up to the week before it was released and they ended up cutting a lot of the film out this film is so short it's only an hour and 29 minutes by far the shortest of all the Rambos. Most of them are in the hour 30 minute range. With the longest one being Rambo 3 with the hour and 40 something minutes. But you could tell something was off. That was way too short for a film like this. Because hour and 29 includes the credits. So it's even shorter than that. That's straight to DVD style. So I don't know what's going on there. But as you're watching the film. There were some odd cuts. That you felt like there were scenes missing. There was a scene where he was going to go cut the head off of a cartel guy in the shower while he was taking a shower and the scene just cut black and we moved on and there was um the scenes where gabrielle was in a nightclub and you could tell she was about to get drugged and kidnapped and right before it happened it was just kind of cut to black you could tell something felt disjointed and being patched together i don't know what was going on there and there were scenes from the trailer missing there is this great promo image of stallone wearing a cowboy hat in the pouring rain doing something at nighttime we didn't see any of that why did that get cut out was it because the director felt like stuff needed to go did stallone feel like stuff needed to go was it a studio mandate to cut things out my theory is that they were looking at the tracking numbers and they were getting a little worried and they felt maybe if they cut the film down people would want to go because it's just a short film that's my theory. I hope I'm wrong, but hopefully when it comes out on Blu-ray and 4K, we can get to get to see those scenes or better yet, they make an extended cut that may help the film out a lot, just how Rambo 4 extended cut really benefited the film. With that all said, how I am a little bit disappointed with the plot and the story of the film, what I'm not disappointed with and very satisfied with is the character of Rambo. We are still watching Rambo. That was another one of my worries. Would we just see Stallone or would we see the character of Rambo yet again? And Stallone does a great job 
of bringing Rambo back to life for this film. And the way I kind of like to look at this film now, this is kind of an epilogue to the journey of Rambo. Rambo 4 ended his story, but hey, there's one bonus epilogue if you want to check it out where he's fighting the cartel. That's how I kind of want to see this. When the movie starts and you see the studio logos and it starts playing the classic Rambo theme song, you still get chills because that music just swells it all together and you think back for the history of the character. And for 10 years, the character who has been searching for peace all his life, he finally got a sliver of it for 10 years when he got to be with his family and raise that little girl. And remember, this is peace that he almost had in Rambo First Blood Part 2 with the character of Ko before she was killed off. So he's always at a war with himself. But for the first time, he doesn't have to just think about himself. He has other people. You could tell he was content. And when something bad happens, it really brought the war back inside him. And one of the coolest parts of the film is the mines that he built under the farmhouse because that's where he goes to deal with his PTSD. He's got all these pictures up of war stuff, all his weapons and everything. And there's one great moment where he's walking down one of the mine tunnels and he gets a flashback, a PTSD flashback of being back in Vietnam and everything that he's gone through. And that's a very real problem in today's society. So I think it's good for that to be represented on screen that people who unfortunately deal with PTSD see a hero who battles it and knows how to overcome it. So for that to be seen again and to have a representation of that type of person for almost 40 years is really good to have. He's still a broken man. He will always be a broken man. But he had hope for a decade. And that hope is ripped away from him in a shocking scene which I actually didn't see coming. He rescues Gabrielle from the sex traffickers, drives her home back to Arizona. And as he's driving her home, she dies from an overdose of being being forced on the overdose of drugs and and she dies and that was just a heartbreaking scene to watch because as she was passing away Stallone was talking about how she is the rock that lifted him up and allowed him to keep moving on and he just lost that rock it's a very heartbreaking scene despite how the plot of this film is you really felt Rambo breaking down again in that moment so he does this home alone thing he kills Tons and tons of bad guys. He even literally rips out the heart of the main cartel guy. I'm going to show your heart and rip it out. Which is a crazy scene using his classic knife to do that. But even then he still kind of felt something was off. But So he finally kills all the bad guys on his farm. Everyone's gone. He was shot a few times so his, he is bleeding. And I think this final ending shot here is pretty cool. So he walks up to the porch of his house after it's all over. He sits on a rocking chair. There's some classic Stallone narration going on of how life treats you and everything. He sits down, he's holding his wounds, and he's looking out into the sunrise or sunset. And the camera pans out slowly to a drone or helicopter shot showing all of the farm. And Stallone's just rocking on his chair, and it ends. What's cool about this is that this is basically a Godfather Part 3 ending. Or very similar to it at least. I'm not going to say the events of The Godfather Part 3 for people who haven't seen it yet. But if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. So what's great about this rocking chair moment is that you it's open-ended. Do you think Rambo finally died sitting on that chair after one more last blood fight? Or did he live and heal from his wounds and if Stallone wants, he can do another Rambo? Which I don't know if it's a good idea or not. But I like the open-ended of it because 
it doesn't leave you hanging either way. If it is the final chapter, hey, you're okay. That's a good final shot for Rambo. Or if it continues, you're like, okay, that's a good continuation shot. It's not like, say, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, where you have this crazy end credit scene with J.V. Jones that looks like is going to be the end of the series and leaves you hanging. This doesn't leave you hanging. It's just like every Rocky film didn't leave you hanging, so it could continue or not. You're still going to be satisfied. So I was happy with that final rocking chair shot of Rambo. And the credits were cool, going through all the old films with little slow motion shots, which I think has been done so many times in Rocky. I can't tell you how many times they've recapped the whole series in the end credits for Rocky. It has to be three or four times. What's also interesting is that I found out on Twitter, the author of the original First Blood novel, which of course is very different from how the character turned out in the movies, the author David Morrell, who wrote First Blood back in the early 80s, late 70s, he went on Twitter and said, he does not like Last Blood at all and is um, disgusted with himself to be associated with it. I don't know if I'd go that far to say about this film, but he was very put off by it. And he posted a bunch of reviews from other people that didn't like it either. So that's very interesting. I don't know if maybe there's beef with him and Stallone or something. But that's unfortunate to see the character, the creator of the character of Rambo is not happy with this finale of Rambo. And I'm glad I did see it in the marathon. I think if I went to see it on its own, I may have been a little more disappointed. But like I said, I was going through this whole marathon. Of course, you're going to see it through more positive eyes because you're having a fun time leading up to it. But I want to note that I have a lot of negatives for this film, but I still find it an enjoyable experience and a good time. I think you have more of a good time than and the negatives don't bring you down too much. And you get to spend more time with the iconic character of John J. Rambo. It doesn't bring the series down. And it doesn't lift it up. It's just right in the middle as part of the series. And I think that's a good thing. So let's wrap this up. I'm going to give you what are my current rankings for the Rambo films. So at number one, my favorite Rambo film still stays as Rambo Part 4. The 2008 film I just love and think it's really the greatest representation representation of this character. Then I'm going to go in second place with Rambo 3. A lot of people don't like this because it's more lighthearted and fun, but that's why I like it. I think it's a cool entry into the series where he has a lot of one-liners and has a lot more action fun and not so serious. And, and then at the third spot, my third favorite Rambo is going to be the very first original First Blood because it's such a historical film and a great intro to this character's journey and number four i'm going to say rambo 2 it has its problems but i did like it more in during the marathon it's an important film of how it showcased how explosive crazy action stuff is able to do and it is a fun film to see rambo going back to vietnam and rescuing these pow's so that's my fourth one and in last place fifth place is going to be the new rambo last blood like i said it doesn't bring the film down, it doesn't lift it up, it's just there, and it is a good thing. I kind of, comparing it to um, Iron Man 2 right now, where you kind of just watch it to spend time with the character. So to recap my top five, Rambo's is going to go Rambo 4, Rambo 3, First Blood, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, and then my fifth and least favorite right now is going to be Rambo 5. So that's going to wrap up this podcast. Will Rambo continue? 
Or would that be it? Is this finally actually the last blood? We'll just have to wait and see. We know he may even go back to Rocky Balboa. He said he's done with the Creed franchise, but he may find another spin-off route for the Rocky character. Stallone never gives up, and he never ever stops believing, and that's how you should live your life too. Alright, that's gonna wrap it up. Thanks you guys so much for listening to my review of Rambo Last Blood. I'd love to know what you guys think. Please leave a comment on SoundCloud, Instagram, or Facebook, or even Twitter, so we can get talking about our favorite action character. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Listen to us on all the podcast streaming sites. And if you want to follow myself on Instagram, check me out at the Legendary Director. You have now exited the Last Blood Dimension. Take it away, classic 1980s credit song. It is high.